although we have we have stamina and God have made us to uh, created us to be strong in him but not hard amen you know you find women that want to be hard those are not now 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 there's nothing wrong with going to the gym don't 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 twist what I'm about to say but you don't have to buck up amen I don't have to walk like a man talk like a man act like a man to gain respect we are respected by by virtue of who God made us to be amen I want us to look at the fact and I would like to ponder or put the point or cause you to think I believe and this is Josephine that God when he made Eve he spent some time with her before he presented her and the reason I say that because um, when we get to the parcel we go and see we're not going to read it tonight so you have to go home and read it at your leisure is that when Eve and Adam got together uh, uh, and I'm sure the word was discussed but she knew some word she knew some word and therefore when things were happening and not going the way that she wanted them to go or or Satan got in there let me tell you something Ladies, we need to stay in the forefront of the word because the enemy will come in and mess with your mind. We need to stay in the presence of God because if we give him, you know, my, my parents used to say, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nation of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton. Bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Jesus was 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Amen. Then after he served for three and a half years. Isn't that something? Prepared 30 years for a three and a half year ministry. Some people won't prepare three years for a 30 year ministry. Then he tells his disciples, amen, I want you to go into the upper room on the day of Pentecost and tarry and wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. They had to wait for that promise before it could be manifested. Whether you want to accept it or not, God often answers our prayers with a four-letter word. Wait. Wait. It may seem hurtful, it may make you upset, but it is for your best interest. God knows exactly when to release the promise in your life. Some of you are already looking sad and depressed and you're going into a pity party right now, but I'm not intimidated by your face. Because after this message, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to realize what the wait was all about. Wait. So we're going to find out what it means to wait and what you should be doing while you're waiting. Anything worth having is worth waiting for. Amen. 
If you can't be patient enough to wait for it, then you don't deserve it. When you really want something and you know God has placed some things in your heart, you have to be patient enough to wait for the right time. That's why I always pray, Lord, I thank you that I'm always at the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people, getting the right opportunities so that I can have the right results. If you don't pray like that, you'll end up in places that you shouldn't be. You'll end up connected to people that you shouldn't be connected to. Because you weren't willing to wait for God to do the leading and to do the directing in your life. How many of you want God to lead your life? You need to tell yourself, flesh, get out the way. Don't yield to your flesh. Don't be moved by your biological clock or by any kind of clock. Only be moved by God's spirit. Praise God. Sometimes you may feel crushed under the weight of weight. Sometimes you may feel disappointed. The heaviness will seem unbearable at times. It's tiring. It's painful. Sometimes it can be disabling. But weight training is a discipline that is intended to strengthen us, not weaken us. It's not intended to embarrass us. It's not intended to punish us. It's, it's not intended to harm us. It's intended to strengthen us. Weight training, W-A-I-T, will strengthen you. Just like in the natural, weight training, W-E-I-G-H-T, will strengthen you in the natural, waiting on God will strengthen you in your spirit, man. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. In verse 11, let's give you more Bible on this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. I'm going to read it from the King James Version, then I'm going to read another translation. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, after it, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Now, the New Living Translation says this, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Wow. So weight training is a discipline. How many of you say, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ? Oh, I'm a disciple. Disciple means discipline one. Okay? No discipline, according to the New Living Translation, seems pleasant at the time, it's, it's, but it's painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest. Oh. God wants you to wait because he has harvest on his mind for you. Later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Harvest only comes to those who have been trained by waiting. Are you listening? Say amen. amen. Therefore, he says, strengthen, verse 12, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Wow. Now, I never understood this until about a year ago. Uh, those of you, you, you know, I love basketball, and I've been playing basketball since I was a little boy. 
By the time I crawled, uh, crossed over into my 30s and my knees started kind of giving me some problems. I'm like, what's up with that? Well, um, there was one particular game I was playing, and a group of pastors and, and myself, we got together. We just wanted to play some ball. So it was the Louisiana pastors against some out-of-state pastors. Now, anytime anybody challenged me to basketball, I put my clergy collar down. I must confess, sometimes I forget about what's in the Bible. And I get on that court. Let me tell you, we didn't let these pastors from out of state whip us. I played 10 games that day. And I was like, I'm ready. Anybody else? We, I mean, we won every game. Every game. But by the time I got home, <laughs> I looked at my knees. I'm like, what's going on? With these knees all swollen and everything. So when I went to the doctor, got it checked out. He said, uh, the reason why you've been having a lot of knee problems is because you haven't been working out your knees like you should. You haven't been working out your legs. Now, my brother knows when we go work out, believe it or not, I do work out, not to look buff and everything, but just for conditioning and strength. Um, when we work out, I never like to work out on my legs. I just think it's a waste of time. That's what I thought. I just work up on my, my upper body. He says... See, you're working out your upper body, but it's your, 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 your lower body that needs strength to hold that upper body. If your legs are weak, it will not be able to carry the weight that you have, and you're going to injure yourself easily. So I had to go through physical therapy, not working on my arms, not working on anything else but my knees. Because spiritually speaking, you have to have strength in order to wait and in order to, to see. Here's the thing is, a lot of people, they keep falling. They keep failing in areas. They keep giving up. It's because somewhere along the line, they've given up on their faith. They've given up on the promise. And they have not been focusing on the part that needs strength. There are some parts in your life or some areas in your life you don't really need a lot of faith because things are happening quick, huh? Things are happening fast. But there are some areas in your life you're like, Lord, when, Lord? Come on. Am I, am I in the right place this evening? How long, Lord? How long do I have to go through this? How long do I have to wait? See, what happens is you need to start focusing on that area because that's your weakness. You need more word. The person that cannot seem to, to make it financially, their faith is weak there, then you have to study scriptures that deal with finances. The person that is weak in relationships, amen, you might be great with finances, but weak in relationships, you need to find scriptures in the Bible pertaining to relationships. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. What is the area in your life that you're weak in and it's causing you to fall? My God. He says, strengthen yourself. Strengthen. Strengthen yourself. Verse 12, lift up the hands. Lift up, wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down, and the, the feeble knees. God wants you to be strengthened in every place of weakness in your life. Praise God. So waiting is a discipline that produces righteousness and peace in your inner man. Waiting helps you to know 
that God is for you. But Pastor, how does that help me to know that God is for me? A lot of times, God will prevent certain things from happening to protect you. You prayed for one thing, and you're like, God, I thought you loved me. Why didn't you give it to me? I didn't give it to you because I love you. I had something better in mind for you. Wait. Now, how many of you know that God knows what's best for each of us? He knows you. He told Jeremiah, I know the thoughts or the plans I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Now, you can go about life with your own plan and just experience frustration, frustration after frustration, failure, disappointment after disappointment. But when you just yield your life to God and trust him with your life, God knows exactly where you need to be. He knows exactly what you need to be doing. And when you yield yourself to him, it pays to believe God and to trust God. Waiting on God will save you a lot of heartache and unnecessary pain. But it's a discipline. It's a discipline. How many people do I know got married before they were ready? I can't tell you. Countless people that just jumped and got married, didn't get the proper training or preparation. Marriage is not for kids. Marriage is not for children. Marriage is for two, and I taught on wholeness, for two people that are walking in their wholeness, that know who God is and that know who they are, and that can accept, in, in that can accept each other, can, can, can really live a, a selfless life. Those of you that's married, how many of you know you have to live a selfless life? It's no more about me, it's about us. You go into a marriage with selfishness, is already ruined. So instead of waiting and getting the proper teaching and getting the proper, uh, you know, the, the, the things that you need, People just jump up and do things because of pressure, because of all kind of fleshly things. But it pays to wait. It pays to wait. I, I, I didn't expect this. I'm glad y'all got the shouting and the dancing out the way. I don't see nobody running around today. Touch somebody and say, it pays to wait. Uh-huh. Look at Lamentations 3. Lamentations. Lamentations. 